Hello, and welcome to About This Writing Thing, a bi-weekly podcast about living the writing life. I am Sayward B. Eller, writer for women, and I am your host. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am going to be griping a little bit instead of continuing on talking about building my characters. We did talk about, oh, actually, I talked about building my characters in a YouTube video last week. If you do not watch YouTube videos, you won't care. But if you do, you can find me over on AuthorTube. You just search my name or search the AuthorTube tag or something. I'll put the link below so that way you don't have to do too much work. <laughs> Last week we talked about eliminating thought verbs here and I've had several people thank me for that episode. I'm still very thankful to Chuck Polinick, but I am very thankful also for the people who have listened to this particular podcast and have appreciated me talking about my own struggles with thought verbs. <laughs> Today, like I've said a moment ago, we, well, not we, I will be griping about some of the things that really I think that we need to do away with in the publishing world or in the writing world, especially as indie authors and beginning authors. Let's get started. Actually, I was about to say so again, and you know, I thought that was my crutch word, but I think it's just my transition word or segue word. Maybe it's still a crutch word. I'm going to try not to say it. <laughs> Let's talk about the term aspiring writer. I just recorded my YouTube podcast, so forgive me if I pause for a moment because I may feel like, wait a minute, I just talked about this. <laughs> but the term aspiring writer is one of those that really gets under my skin. And this is not to say that I've never used the term about myself before. Maybe I did in the in the early part of my writing career before I really had the self-confidence to understand that the term aspiring does not apply if we are actively writing. So there's my segue word. <laughs> what I want to do is just talk to my younger self maybe and hopefully someone else who's beginning will understand what I'm saying. But let's just stop saying aspiring writer or aspiring author. And if you are one of the big dogs out there that happens to find my little bitty podcast, stop using the term aspiring author or aspiring writer. I mean, let's think about it. To aspire to do something means that you want to do it, that you would like to do it, but you haven't started doing it yet. That means if you're an aspiring writer or an aspiring author, and of course this is my definition, so, you know, whatever. But if you are aspiring, if you're an aspiring writer, well, that means you want to write, you aspire to write. Maybe you aspire to write well, but if you are a, we all aspire to write well, let me just back up there a little bit. But if you are a writer, you are putting pen to paper, fingers to keyboard, fingers to typewriter keyboard, I don't care what it is. If you are creating stories, putting them on paper or on your computer screen, then you are no longer aspiring. You are in this. We're not going to let you out of the pool. We will hold you under the water, but you are not aspiring anymore. You're in this. So you either choose to swim with us cool kids that know we're not aspiring or 
we'll put you in the kiddie pool. I mean, seriously, <laughs> not really. <laughs> but I think that the term aspiring really takes away from what we're doing because it does seem like a very unsure a very unsure term like am I a writer I don't know I feel like I'm an aspiring you know I want to be a writer but I'm not a writer yet and I think that's not me talking like I am a writer I'm not aspiring <laughs> I'm talking as a, a new writer I mean even me several years ago I didn't feel like I should call myself a writer because I hadn't published anything other than my independently published works. And that's a whole different area of insecurity for me that has to do with the larger picture of publishing, at least at the time when I published those titles. But to use the term aspiring really takes away from what you're doing. So I think that whenever someone, especially a new writer, uses the term aspiring, especially if they're posting their work or they're talking about their work in progress, I think it's important as more seasoned writers that we say, okay, you're writing. You're not an aspiring writer. You are a writer and you need to own that stuff. I'm trying not to cuss on my podcast. I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll do it later at a later date. I don't know. But I think it's really important that we really take new writers under our wings, so to speak, and just say, look, kid, you're not aspiring if you're actively doing it. So cut that out of your vocabulary because that's kind of your security blanket to say, oh, well, it didn't work out. So it's okay because I was just aspiring anyway. But if you're going to do this, you're going to do it. And even if you don't plan on being published, even if you have no intention of putting your work out there, you still shouldn't take away from what you do by saying that you are aspiring to do it. If you are doing it, you are doing it. That's my first gripe. <laughs> now we're six minutes in and I don't know if I've lost people. <laughs> At this point, they might be like, you know what? I didn't come here to hear a gripe session today. And that's okay. I'll see you later when I talk about building characters. My second gripe is writing faster. This is something I saw. I was on YouTube this morning looking through videos, just trying to chill before the day started. And I saw another video that said how to write faster. How can you write faster? Well... I hate these like with a passion I hate these videos these tutorials I can't stand them and it's because the only way to write faster is to write consistently if you are someone who takes six months to a year to write a book like me then that means that you're not consistently sitting down to write like you want to to write faster uh, Stephen King, I pulled his on writing down. And this is one, if you've listened to me talk, which <laughs> hopefully you have, because I have a podcast where I speak. Stephen King's on writing is one of the few craft books that I've actually finished. And it, it's because it's more of a conversation than a how-to for me. But in this book, he says 
I believe the first draft of a book, and this is on page 154, I believe the first draft of a book, even a long one, should take no more than three months, the length of a season. And I think that that's a good, I, I actually really, really believe in that advice. And I did finish, when I applied his methods, I finished my novel I had been working on for a while I finished it rather quickly when I sat down every single day with the door closed and locked and I wrote consistently for several hours I finished that work in progress really quickly the first draft now I still haven't finished the revisions because that's a whole different thing for me but I'm already a fast drafter there is no reason why I shouldn't be able to write a book in three months at the longest especially with as short as my books tend to be. I mean, I'm sitting at 57,000 words thinking, God, I'm not going to be able to publish this as women's fiction because it needs to be 20,000 more words. But we won't go into that. So here's my advice for my unsolicited advice for anybody looking to write books faster. Here's what you do. You sit down in your chair with your computer or your pen and paper or your typewriter, whatever you use, uh, your iPad. Like there's uh, plenty of people who write on their iPads or tablets or phones even. Sit down and write. Write consistently every single day for a certain amount of hours and you're going to finish your book pretty fast. I'm not going to promise it'll be good because first drafts rarely are, unless you're one of those people that goes back and edits. While you're writing the first draft, I've known several of those people, and when they do finish their first draft, it's, you know, it's pretty damn good. Look, I did it. <laughs> so, the first draft, three months. You can do it if you sit down and you write consistently every day. Now, this isn't possible for everybody. At my last job, it was psychologically and emotionally draining. So there were some months that I would only write maybe a week out of the whole month because I was so exhausted from that job. So things have to be, you have to make them work based on your life. If you want to finish faster, then you just have to squeeze that time in there regardless of how tired you are. I'm, I'm watching people and I'm listening to people who work 40 and 50 hours a week and they make sure that they set aside two hours a day to write. Now that's not saying that they actually get to do it every single day, but if you have a full-time job, you have to set aside that time. You have to be very deliberate with every free moment that you have outside of your job. So if you want to write faster, you sit down, you write. And like Stephen King says that he doesn't get up from a writing session until he's written 2,000 words. That's about 10 pages. Me, when I was writing, when I was working full time, I would get up an hour before I needed to start getting ready for work. And my goal words for that day, for that morning session would be 500 most often I exceeded that because I had about an hour of writing time, but if you set your goals 
a little bit lower, then when you exceed them, you're going to feel a lot better. <laughs> that's that's another piece of unsolicited advice from me. Don't sit down at your computer and say, um, or whatever you use, and say, I'm going to write for three hours and I'm going to write 10,000 words. Well, on a good day, I only get about 1,500 words every hour, 12 to 1,500 it on a really, really, really good day. So that's not going to work anyway if you set your goal for 10,000 words. I mean, some people are writing 10,000 words a day, but I just don't think a ton of people are writing 10,000 words a day. I might be wrong. I'm probably wrong. But for me, I tried to set realistic goals so that one, I didn't make myself feel bad for not reaching a thousand words every single morning. And I just lost my whole point. <laughs> so I set small goals so that I would feel really good about exceeding the goals every day. And it also helped me to get up in the mornings to do the writing because I knew that if I didn't exceed 500 words, that was okay because I was only shooting for 500 words for that session. And then I would try to get more writing time in in, you know, at lunch or after work. And that worked for me. What you have to do is figure out what works for you. And if you don't write your book in three months, don't pressure yourself to write your book super fast. I know there's this, this thought, especially in the, in the indie world, it feels like we are just constantly pushed and pushed and pushed to publish, publish, publish because somebody else is coming out with a book every seven weeks. You know what? L read their book and let me know if a book that's coming out every seven weeks, if that's the kind of fiction you want to put out into the world. And that's another, if you want to hear that gripe, watch the YouTube video I just did because I went on a little bit about indie writers who publish work that isn't exactly, nothing's perfect. There's problems with everything, but there are indie authors who publish a book and then they continue to revise it after it's published. So if you want to hear my feelings on that, you can always go to my YouTube channel because I'm at 14 minutes now and I don't want to go too far over 15 minutes. And I've spoken a little bit about using the term aspiring writers let's cut that out completely if you're writing if you're not writing if you're thinking about writing go ahead and say you're an aspiring writer or an aspiring author but if you are actively writing cut it out don't use it anymore because you are a writer and your your self-confidence will grow as your craft grows and as it evolves and you become a better writer you're going to feel like less of an imposter when that happens. I mean, even even now, I have more self-confidence as a writer now than I ever have, but I still feel like an imposter. But that's just the writing life, I think, because we're under so much pressure. <laughs> we're under a lot of pressure, guys. <laughs> and I talked about writing your book fast. If you want to write fast, then you just write consistently. That's the key to writing a book fast. But don't write a book fast and then hit publish. Write a book at your speed that you feel like is comfortable. If you want to write it super fast, okay, write it super fast, whatever. It's your thing. But don't just hit publish as soon as it's finished. Get a critique partner. Go through critique. 
get an editor. I know it's really difficult to afford editors sometimes. I published my first book without it being professionally edited. I published that book in 2013. It is still a huge source of embarrassment for me. Not the story, because the story, I love the story. Not the characters, but the execution. Guys, I cannot express enough. Try to find a good editor. If if nothing else, if you can't afford an editor, at least a professional critique. At the very least. But honestly, you want to make sure that you're putting, if you're independently publishing, if you're an indie author and you're not going to be submitting to an editor in a publishing house, you need to make sure that that work is on point and it is the best work that you're putting out there because it is a disservice to your readers, to the people who buy physical copies of your work for you to publish something that isn't done. If it's something that you keep revisiting, then that is a whole different topic. I'm at 17 minutes and I don't want you to hate me. <laughs> I want you to come back. So I'm going to wind it up and hopefully you'll come back and see me in two weeks. And let me know if you're listening to this. Let me know if you would like to hear my voice every week instead of every two weeks. Please tell me that you do because it'll make me feel really nice. <laughs> All right, I've talked enough. I hope that you all have a wonderful week and that you will indeed come back to see me again. Bye.